Type it in, lock it on, and rip the mouse off. TalkZone.com Hey, welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. We're talking to Mary Bond today. She wrote the book, The New Rules of Posture, and it would seem to me that she's right on. Well, you know, I was going to mention that. Talking to Mary, I can just feel how hooked up she is, how clear. This is her gift to bring in. How intact, how grounded. You know, I love this. Yep. I love talking to somebody who's just not, you know, wispy or, but you know, you can tell her posture's good and her posture and her character probably is the same. She, huh? che- she cheats though with high heels. If she only wears them when she's going to oh, sit. Oh boy. Yeah. I, <laughs> I know somebody, uh, a lady with 300 shoes, you know. <laughs> Hasn't helped her spine. Ah, Mary, just playing with you. (laughs) So we're going to go on to the pelvis now. Tell us the value and what we need to consider with the pelvis of our body. What's going on? Well, I like to talk about the pelvic floor. That's actually actually the genitalia area. And if you think about where your sit bones are, uh, those are just underneath the crease of your buttocks. The little knobby things that are not legs, they're at the bottom of your pelvis. And when those two knobby areas are spread apart a little bit when you're sitting down, um, it allows that pelvic floor area to be spacious. And many people carry themselves opposite to that, where the tailbone, which is the back of the pelvic floor, the tailbone gets sort of tucked forward. Yeah, I see that. And when that is tucked forward, it draws those two sit bones closer together. And the result of that is uh, many-fold. It is that uh, it draws the whole pelvis under in a way that prevents the hip joints from working fully. So in walking, what happens then is that the legs only swing in front of the body to take steps, and that means that the foot has to pull the whole torso forward. So this is an inefficient use of the legs because with the tail tucked under, the leg is not able to push back which is the powerful part of the of the gait of the walking. So, do recliner chairs cause this problem quite a bit? Well, it depends. Now, actually, re- recliner chairs it it depends on the body that's reclining in it. If it's a person with a tucked under pelvis, it will exacerbate it. So, um, but I wouldn't say necessarily that recliner chairs are the cause of it. I think more likely. The cause of it is um, something personal to the person. Now, it yes. could be something as simple as falling down and landing on their coccyx, mm-hmm. which most of us have done at one point or another. It yeah. hurt like crazy. And then you guard that area. So, you know, it's a, an attempt to, to protect, but actually it only adds problems. You, you know, uh, on, a, on a survival level, you notice... Uh, dogs, when they're attacked, they'll tuck their tail under yeah. there and, and hide. It's like a protective thing. Yes, it's absolutely. And that's true for us, too. So many of us have had reason to tuck that tail under 
uh, not from physical accidents, but from, but from some kind of emotional abuse mm-hmm. or even sexual abuse. Yes. So those things can cause the pelvis and the pelvic floor to constrict. And so, as I was saying, that prevents the legs from being able to work properly. It also uh, prevents the foundation in the pelvis for a proper breathing. Right. So when the tail is tucked under, you really can't take a full, easy breath in your ribcage. But as soon as you open out that pelvic floor area and allow it to be spacious, you'll notice that your spine elevates and your ribs are able to move more freely. Yeah, that's really true. So uh, I, I think that the root of posture is really in the pelvis, in the pelvic floor. I think that's that's the place that I've seen over the years of teaching. That's the most common place where people have uh, tension patterns. Mm-hmm. And even though the thing that you notice first might be rounded shoulders or or a sunken chest, actually both of those attributes will be uh, improved if the pelvis gets opened up. You know, I notice a lot of people... Um, they'll go to bed, they get up and they're stiffer, their lower back hurts and stuff. Is that a mattress problem that works on this pelvic floor too? Any any tie-in with that? Well, I think uh, um, it's difficult to say for sure because it depends on the per- the person who is going to bed. You know, it's like what did they do all day? What was their attitude? What were their thoughts all day long? So those those things, what you're doing when you're waking, when you're awake, yeah. have a lot to do with how you sleep. So I'm not always sure that the mattress is what's at fault, but it's more the, the lifestyle while you're awake. Yeah. yeah, I've seen the lifestyle do it. I've seen, you know, you have a really hard day at work and sometimes you're just too tight. And I've also uh, seen the mattress. They change mattress and the, all the back pain goes. So I, I've seen all yes. three tie yeah. in. No, I, I agree. I think a mattress can be a very important thing. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, just uh, just that it uh, needs to be the right firmness for that person. Right. I think it's important to spend a lot of time buying a new mattress. So you tr- you try them out and and see you you know try out Best whatever you can, yeah yeah you yeah. got to explore and a lot of times they're too soft I find yes I think that's the mistake yes um, for my, for many people is is that it's, you think oh it's going to be so comfortable and cozy but it lacks support right you know in in third world cultures a lot of children and people sleep on the ground sure you know, but their bodies are more adaptable for it, yep. see, because they have to yield to the hardness in order to be comfortable. Yes. Right, 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 right. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today is Mary Bond, who talks about the new rules of posture. Okay, so how about the abdomen area? Well, the abdomen needs to be firm. And, of course, we have a lot of emphasis on that, you know, doing 
people doing sit-ups and so on to strengthen the abs. And there's a lot of mythology around having very firm abs to protect the lower back. And to a large extent, that's true, but people don't understand that there are several layers of abdominal muscles. And the uh, the ones you do sit-ups with are on the outside. And those aren't the important ones for protecting the back. Ah. It's the deeper muscles of the abdomen. Yeah. Uh, and those you can feel actually if you, um, if you just kind of, this is going to sound silly probably to people, but if you imagine that you're pulling your skin away from your underwear, so you're just trying to be a little smaller than your underwear. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah, you suck in. Yeah, you suck in, but you don't suck in so much that you can't breathe. Yes. Because if you tighten down the the lower rib cage, then it turns out you're using the ex the the more outer layer of muscle. I see. Yes. Okay. So it's just uh, another way to think about it is to draw your hip bones closer together to the middle of your body. Yep, same thing. You draw your tummy in a bit or you draw your hip bones together. It's sort of the same idea. That's right. Or a third way to find the feeling is to do a very light kegel exercise. If people know what that is, it's to pull up through the muscles of the pelvic floor as if you were trying not to urinate. Okay. And especially in the front of the pelvic floor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does that help the prostate too? Sure. It's like a little massage. You know, I notice in those internal exercises, I often think when I'm swishing my mouth after I brush my teeth at night and I just swish for a while, you know, my tongue, my throat, all, all my palate, it seems like it's all getting exercise and helping me somehow. I don't quite understand it, but I get that sense. Well, it's all one long tube, you know? <laughs> The alimentary canal from your mouth yes. to the other end is all one long tube, you know. So when you give pleasure to that, to your throat and mm -hmm. the, the gargle and the mouthwash, you know, it's, it's, I think uh, the rest of you feels it. It's like a flexibility. It's like keeps health and vitality and good blood running there and everything. And that helps everything else. That's correct. So... Um, Okay, we're, we're talking about abdomen. Was that the traverse abdominis you were talking transverse about? Transverse abdominis, Tra yes. Transverse abdominis, yes. Mm -hmm. So those are the inner ones, and they help the, the back. It's not the sit-up so much, and a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> That's correct. Okay. There's research in the last 10 years that has shown that people who do sit-ups, especially fast yeah. sit-ups, uh, actually they, they still have back pain afterwards. Yeah, and uh, also they've done studies of people who have uh, back pain have a weak transverse abdominus. Always. Ah, yes. Yeah. So we're talking abs of steel versus buns of steel. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, <laughs> I don't know how I would describe it. It's more like having a corset inside your body, and it's it's a friendly corset. It's not so tight that you can't breathe, yes. and it's. I would also say that that corset should be located below your belly button. So if you feel tension 
in the abdominal region above your belly button, then you're probably using the outer uh, circle of abdominal muscles. Your instruction is so clear and concise. I I just hope you people out there are listening. These are good practices you can use. You're listening to to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, helping humanity wake up one show at a time, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today, Mary Bond, the new rules of posture. Mary, do you have your uh, uh, web address? Yes, it's newrulesofposture.com. That's easy enough. That's the book and the um, yep. address. N- new That's Rules right. of well, Posture. Well, the book has a the in the title. Yes. 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 The web doesn't. So once again, that's newrulesofposture.com. And I'm sure you're available on Amazon as well? Yes. And the, the book has been doing very well. My ratings are up. It's really good. Fun. It's good a great you. book. You know, I just thoroughly enjoyed reading great. it. Great. You know, you're just hooked up with this subject really well, and I just love that when people are that way. Thank you. Okay, let's go to breathing. Yes, well, I can't tell you how many people just say, oh, I know I don't breathe right, you know, and they sort of sigh when they say it. Yes. And, uh, you know, I teach a workshop that's a whole day long on breathing, and it's not long enough that... The most important thing I guess I could say about breathing is that um, the habit of holding the breath or the habit of breathing shallowly isn't just a matter of, you know, not getting enough oxygen because, in fact, your blood contains plenty of oxygen. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to survive breathing as poorly as you do. Mm-hmm. The problem with uh, poor, uh, shallow breathing is that you're not, you're interrupting the proper blood chemistry balance between oxygen and carbon dioxide. Okay. And so what this does is it changes your blood chemistry and results in a whole host of symptoms from, from headaches to poor digestion to depression to spaciness inability to concentrate, uh, muscle pain, all these things can turn out to be the product of poor breathing. How, how do you know if you're not breathing right? Well, because you, you uh, yawn in the middle of the day for no reason. That's one signal that that's absolutely, a, that's surely, a, yeah, good clue. That you're, you're not breathing well. Mm-hmm. Because a yawn is, a demand, you know, like a, a, a demand for breath. Yeah. And the other one is a sigh, you know, when you're uh, going along and you hear somebody <sighs> yeah. like that. And that, again, is it's like you haven't been breathing well for so, so many seconds that your body just says, oh, you've got to take a deep breath. Yes. And when you take that deep breath, you exhale too much also, and that's what interrupts this blood chemistry. So it's a habit that really um, is important to correct. It's not easy to correct. Yeah. Um, but the simple uh, habit that I like to tell people is that they need to breathe in the lower part of their rib cage. So the lower ribs, if you put your hand above your waist on your lower ribs, those should 
and those should widen when you take a breath. So the breath should be in the lower lung for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. There, um, there are more capillaries in the lower lung, ah. so you're literally getting better oxygen exchange. And the other thing is that there's more the the tissue of the back part of the lower lower lung yes. is where the the lung is. You know, a lot of people puff out the front of their chest to take yeah. a deep breath, right? And that's really defeat. Um, actually, makes it impossible to get air into the lower lung. You so you, you want to do it towards your kidneys is where you want to breathe yes, it. Yes, exactly. Okay, we'll have to pick up after break. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Our guest today, Mary Bond, The New Rules of Posture, and her website is newrulesofposture.com. We'll be back to finish out. Thanks for staying with us. <laughs> 